0: You're listening to another episode of the Beulah Girl Podcast. For links, related resources, and even more encouragement, visit BeulahGirl.com. Hi, friend. Thanks so much for tuning in. This is the Beulah Girl Podcast, and I'm Carol Whitaker, your host. I'm so glad that you've chosen to listen in today. I want to talk with you in today's episode about cultivating peace in crazy times. My pastor said something recently that I think was really true, but he said, you know, all of us in this room are going through something right now. What he was referring to is that we're currently walking through a global pandemic and all of us have been touched in some way. Our schedules have been rearranged. We've been inconvenienced. We've known family members and friends, or maybe even we've had, um, a direct effect from this, from this virus and we've all had our lives impacted and not only that in the US we have had a very contentious election the results are still somewhat up in the air and there's been racial tension there's been fighting among political groups and different groups in our country we've had a lot of natural disasters the tension in the air is just palpable. I mean, you can just feel it. It's stressful. And with that kind of atmosphere, it kind of feels like even just the normal day to day types of activities can really just feel like it takes more energy than usual. It just feels harder. And then conflicts, it feels like you just don't have any energy to even deal with those. When I was in a counseling session, um at, at one point in time, the um counselor said something interesting that if you can imagine all of us have like different floors in an elevator and maybe we have like ten floors in an elevator. And he was he was basically saying that, you know, at any given point on a day, we could maybe be on floor four on our elevator or floor eight and you know, it kind of explains why sometimes people have over the top reactions. If they're already experiencing a lot of stress, they're on floor eight and they only have 10 floors and someone does something to irritate them, they may explode in anger over something really small because they've just had it already for that day. Whereas if they're actually having a relatively good day, low stress, and they're on you know, floor two or something and they have a lot more emotional capacity to deal with it, they may not have the same reaction. So it's just this idea that, you know, with what we're going through in our worlds, all of us are being pressed and stretched to the point that we may just feel like, wow, I just do not have the emotional capacity to deal with with anything right now. And and I do not have a sense of peace or calm. I just feel stressed and tense all the time. So what I want to look at today is just this idea of How can we cultivate peace in our lives when everything around us just feels very uncertain and crazy? Not too long ago, I've had a couple moments where I've completely lost it. I'll just let you know during this whole pandemic. But recently I was planning a get together at my house, and anytime I have a get together at my house, it I put a lot of pressure on myself, which it's my own fault, but I want the house to be perfect. And it's very hard for it to even be somewhat clean with three kids. It's just, they just, you know, they constantly leave things and it's just hard to constantly keep it clean with them. But, and, and I wanted the food to turn out well. And, you know, there's just a whole lot of things leading up to that get together with my kids' schedules that made it just extra stressful for me to be putting it on. And then, of course, there was this conflict that popped up with, um, with someone. And all of that together, I was just felt like I was running on fumes, trying to pull everything together, make everyone happy, do everything that I needed to do, and then deal with this conflict at the same time. So after this get together was over the next day, I'm racing out the door because I had to be somewhere early and I didn't have time for a quiet time that day. I raced out the door and I'm I'm like thinking, okay, I'll I'll spend time with the Lord later. I, I've got to get to where I need to go. So I raced out the door and went about my day. And I ended up having to to talk with somebody. And when I was talking to this person, they asked me a question, and all of a sudden it was just like a dam broke. <laughs> it was like this hysterical reaction, and I burst into into tears. And I just wasn't intending at all to discuss the situation with this person and I just ended up sharing everything and it all came out and it wasn't really I mean it it just wasn't what I wanted to do in that moment I did not want to share as much as I did and I really kind of overshared honestly and I'm not saying it's wrong to talk to people or you know sometimes we need the moments where we just we just lose it but afterwards I thought Why did I, I was so embarrassed that I lost control and I had shared so much. And I was wondering why had I allowed myself to unload so passionately and thoughtlessly on somebody I just didn't really know. Colossians 3.15 says this, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful. There's two observations that we can make from this particular verse and it's along the lines of how we can experience the peace of God. In those moments when it just feels like we're overwhelmed. The first point is Jesus is the peacekeeper. The passage tells us to allow the peace of Christ to rule in our hearts. Jesus is identified in the passage as the one who gives us peace. And his peace is unlike what the world offers. And we see that elsewhere in scripture that Jesus is identified as peace. Jesus says elsewhere in John 14, 27, Peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So this idea that it's Jesus who gives us peace. And this peace is more than just a fuzzy kind of kumbaya feeling. Although it can be that. You know, sometimes after I'm sitting in a service or I just have this sense of peace in my heart and it is that fuzzy, calm It feels so good, right? But the peace that's being talked about in this passage is more than just a fuzzy feeling. Christ's peace is that which can actually boss around our unruly emotions and bring them into submission. The word rule there, when it's saying the peace of Christ rules in our hearts, or let let the peace of Christ rule, that word rule is actually a word that was used In Olympic Games, where a person would preside over the games and maintain order. So they would be the ones to also distribute prizes and just make sure everything went as it was supposed to go. So, what it's saying by using that word rule there, it tells us we are to allow God's peace to rule or govern us, crazy emotions and all. The Life Application Study Bible says when we have a clash of emotions, we decide between conflicting elements by using a rule of peace. In other words, we decide to allow the peace of God to dictate our responses rather than simply allowing our emotions to dictate us. The second point I wanna bring around is not only that Jesus is the peace gi- giver, but number two, because Jesus is the peace giver, we can come to him for peace. Knowing Jesus is a peace giver still this question remains how can we as believers decide for his peace to rule over us because we may feel like our emotions are ruling over us or we can feel like wow I know Jesus I've asked him in my heart but I still just don't feel his peace I don't his peace isn't ruling in my life I'm 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 feeling like I'm out of control a lot of times I feel hysterical or I feel you know anxious. I feel like my emotions are really running away from me. And we can feel, you know, what about those times? It may be all the time for some of us listening, or it just may be at certain times we can feel like our emotions are really deciding for us how to act. And, you know, when I was praying about this and just after my own incident of just completely losing it, and I was thinking, Lord, why did I, I I just totally lost control and just show me how in this verse that we can really let your peace rule over us? Because I know Jesus, I, you know, I have him in my heart and I've, you know, I've been a Christian for a long time. So how is it that I don't always obviously feel like that peace is there, his peace isn't ruling over. And I think God just really impressed on me. The two points I'm sharing with you is Jesus is a peace giver and we can come to him for peace. Not only is Jesus the peace giver? He's the one that gives peace. But then it it seems almost too obvious to state, but we need to go to the peace giver to receive the peace. I think so often when we're going through a struggle that he is often the last place we go, that we often just kind of try to power through it on our own and say, well, I'm just going to get through this. We distract ourselves with something to make ourselves feel better, whether that may be... um, you know, hopping on social media or just going on, you know, a television binge, binge watching our favorite show or, you know, calling a friend, which again, there's nothing wrong with calling a friend or watching a show, but you know, sometimes we use those things instead of actually going to Jesus. But Matthew 11, 28, 30 says, come to me all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. And interestingly, if we look at the amplified translation of Colossians 3.15, it says this, let the peace of Christ, the inner calm of one who walks daily with him, they put that in brackets, be the controlling factor in your hearts. And again, in brackets, deciding and settling questions that arise. So again, it's this idea of the inner calm, as they say, of one who walks daily with him, we can know Christ we can have asked him into our lives and still we can kind of not really have his peace. And to have his peace, it is going to him daily that activates that peace to rule over our hearts and minds. So in my own situation, I started my day that I told you about. I just rushed out the door. I was really in a hurry. I didn't spend time with the Lord that day and out came these toxic emotions on the first person that I I even had a conversation with pretty much and it just all came out and it had been building for a few days before that because of the stress of the conflict and then the stress of you know putting my house together and hosting the get-together and then the stress of just everything that had been bearing down on me the week as the week had gone on and it was just too much and so the person all they did was ask how things were going for me and out came way more than I had really intended to share. And of course, it felt good to talk to someone about my situation. And again, I I don't want to say that, wow, you should just not go to people and talk to them because of course you should. But I think sometimes when you're so agitated and stressed, that's when, and you don't filter it with with the Lord first. That's when I know for me personally, that's when I get myself into trouble where I get into gossip situations where I share more than I should, where, you know, bitterness comes out where I haven't really processed through a situation and I end up saying some really bitter things that don't help another person at all and don't really help myself either that are just toxic for myself and other people. And so, you know, I can have these reactions that I regret later of just, or maybe even being around someone and they're not even the problem but they do one slight thing to irritate me and then I'm I'm losing you know I'm I'm losing it maybe with my kids or my husband they're not even the ones that are necessarily I'm upset at but they do one thing to irritate me and I'm already so irritated about these other things that they get this reaction that that they don't even know where that's coming from and it's it's out of control you know so it was on that particular day, you know, when I talked to the stranger, I was a little mortified, but oh, well, right. I said, I said too much. I finally went to the Lord later that day and just sat for a few minutes with him. I felt too anguished to say much, but in telling him how I felt, it was then that a tranquility came over me and this hysterical thing inside of me that just felt like I just felt hysterical. Honestly, I just felt like I can't calm down. And that calmed, and that was in going to to him. When we get worked up, we want others to see our side of things. We want to fix what's wrong. We want to make it right. Sometimes we can just run out and want to go talk to the person we're in conflict with. But again, we just need to process through that with God. There are times that we cannot fix it. We really can't. That it would just make it worse if we go to the other person. Or definitely if we go without filtering it first with God, that we can say things that you know, had we spent time with God and and let him give us our perspective, we might have been able to edit our comments and and salvage the relationship. Whereas if we just rush out and impulsively do something, a lot of times that can really strain or even break a relationship based on our reaction. Lisa Turker says this, we think peace will come when we fix a situation or make the other person we're in conflict with see our side, but that doesn't always happen. We can have peace even in the midst of challenging circumstances, when we stay connected to Jesus through daily prayer and the reading of his word. And this peace isn't just a personal peace for our own benefit. This is a peace that will affect our relationships with others as well. When we are better able to control our responses, we will find it easier to maintain peace maintain peace with others around us, even when we have differ- differing opinions on an issue. So, you know, people aren't always going to agree. We're not always going to be able to fix it, but When we're constantly cultivating peace in our life, we will see in our relationships definitely, even if someone else is not necessarily reacting the right way or creating conflict, that we can react in ways that are godly and maintain our own peace, even despite how the circumstance goes, even if it doesn't go the way that we necessarily want the very end of the verse, it, it almost looks like a little afterthought at the end, but it just says at the very end of Colossians 3.15, not only that we're to let, you know, it, it tells us earlier to let the peace of Christ rule, but it, then it says at the very end, and be thankful. So we're instructed not only to cultivate the peace of God by spending time with the peace giver, we are instructed to be thankful. And so many times, even in prayer, when we're distressed, We focus on merely telling God what we're unhappy about and what we need, and this is good. We need to tell God unfiltered what we're feeling and and thinking. However, we also need to, within our prayer time, express gratitude for God, even in the midst of our difficult situations, not, oh, thank you, God, for this horrible thing that's happening to me, but thank him for whatever we can find to be thankful for in the midst of whatever we're going through. Thank you, Lord, that my car started today and, you know, I'm not having car trouble this particular month. Thank you, Lord, that all my appliances are working. Thank you, Lord, that there's electricity in my house. Thank you for hot water. Lord, thank you that that my children got up on time today and didn't fight me. Um, Thank you that I have bread in the pantry to make sandwiches for them. Or Thank you, Lord, you know, for the free lunch that my, my son got at school today. Um, you know, whatever we can find to be thankful for and just cultivating that, that peace even more by expressing gratitude and not only in our prayer time, but just throughout the day, trying to have that attitude of looking for what we can be grateful for, even when we are going through situations that we wouldn't choose for ourselves. Will we sometimes fail and lose it even when we carve out this time for the Lord? We will. And in those instances, we need to give ourselves grace. Some days, like the one I had, we are going to face unexpected circumstances when we may not be able to have a quiet time. Or even when we have a quiet time, we just, you know, our emotions get the better of us. We, by constantly spending time with God, is then that is going to continually increase our ability to control our emotions and if we fail we can ask for forgiveness we can apologize if we've offended someone if we've hurt someone or offended someone um, but again as this verse says by going to God for his peace and expressing gratitude throughout our day we're going to be able to better navigate the inevitable conflicts and irritating circumstances that will come our way by spending time with God, we will not have to waste time trying to fix circumstances or people to work the way we want so we can have peace. We can maintain our calm and internal peace even in the midst of aggravating circumstances. Doesn't that sound better than losing control? So in closing, I just want to say that again, some of you listening, you may have clicked on because you are going through something right now and you're saying, "You know what? I can't do another day of this." Or you may feel ashamed because you may have lost control over the way that you react to someone. You may say, you know, I just feel so bad about it. Again, there's grace. And you can go to God and say, Lord, I just really lost it. Or maybe you're going through a situation where you're just afraid you are going to lose it because you're like, I, I'm so stressed out by it that I, I don't even know if I can maintain my calm. Again, it's grabbing on to... These ideas that we're told in this passage, that we're given instruction here for our own, our own benefit, and for the benefit of others around us. This is how we can have peace, even when our circumstances they don't change. Um, again, we're all going through something with this pandemic, and we don't know when it's going to lift. We don't know when things are going to get better, and even if the pandemic does go away, as I hope it does, and all of us hope, then we don't know what's going to be on its, its heels, and we don't know what is going to be next. We don't really know. But even in the face of uncertainty, even going through what all we're all going through, even though it's a little different for each of us, we can still have just a sense of calm, tranquility. We don't have to be rushing around like a hysterical basket case. And I think others around us too will will really see that we're able to hold it together and we're able to face circumstances and they're going to want to kind of know, hey, you know, why are you able to, you know, keep it together and be so strong right now? And we can share with them the kind of the secret we found that in our relationship with Jesus, that he gives us the peace we need to walk through life's worst circumstances. And I do want to just say too, this isn't to say we, we, we can't have emotions. We should be stoic that we can't express those. There is a time for that. Sometimes we do just need to cry on a friend's shoulder and to grieve over things or, and we can do that. But what I'm saying is that often our you know, this passage is encouraging us to allow God's peace to really govern over us so that we're not simply being carried along by emotion and we have no control over really how we're reacting in situations. And that can be really damaging. I mean, we can lose jobs, lose relationships, um, really damage our, our reputation and, and, and maybe even turn people away from, from wanting to know Christ based on, on how we're reacting to things. Um, So this is just giving us the necessary tools to cultivate peace in our life. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your word. You tell us in scripture that we are going to have trouble in this world and to take heart. Um, So you never promise us that we're not going to have trouble or that we're not going to walk through hard times. But you do give us the tools to walk through. You give us yourself. And that's the best thing of all, Lord, that we can't find it anywhere else in this world that we do try sometimes. We we stray from you. We forget. We try to power through situations on our own. We try to use substances or turn to other things to distract us. But none of those things really works long-term, Lauren. You are the only place that we can go to for peace, a peace that lasts, a peace that can help us maintain control even when we want to lose it. But You give us a peace that lasts and a peace that we can find nowhere else. Thank you, Lord. You don't leave us alone. I pray for each person listening, no matter what they're walking through, Lord. If they, you know, if they barely know you, And they have no, you know, this is totally new to them. I pray that you just help them take the steps necessary, baby steps to begin getting in your word and praying each day. If it's just a few minutes, or if it's people that have known you for a long time and they just may be apathetic and they may be sort of tempted to turn away. I pray that you keep drawing them and revealing yourself to them in new ways and reminding them how much they need you. Thank you, Lord. You don't leave us alone. And thank you that you give us your incredible peace that the world cannot cannot find anywhere else. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus name. Amen.